Amen. You know, we've been talking about the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And God's just been confirming and confirming and confirming and confirming. Amen. We'll turn on TV this morning. Guess what Kenneth Copeland was talking about? The glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. God just lets us know that we have the same Holy Ghost. We have the same Holy Ghost. Amen. Glory to God. So let's read the prophecy that um, Kenneth Copeland gave us for the year 2017. Amen. He said, this coming year, this coming year, this coming year is not going to be anything like anybody has thought up to now. This is a year of what? Fabulous outpourings from heaven. Notable miracles at the hands of not only ministers in the fivefold ministry, but just among the people. Somebody say, that's me. Come on, tell your neighbor, that's you. It said, believers will lay hands on the sick and notable miracles will be done. But then he says, watch for the children. Watch for the children coming forth with miracle-working power manifest around them. And they are just children. And they will be just children. And I'm not talking about 15 or 20-year-olds. Of course, they're involved. But thus saith the Lord, watch the little ones. A child shall lead them. He said, many things are going to be happening in the kingdom of God in 2017, and I'm ready for them. And I said, it won't be anything like you thought. It'll be grander and greater and outpouring such as has never been seen before, says the spirit of grace. Somebody say, I received that. Well, we know that outpouring is none other than the glory of the Lord being revealed. Amen. And we know during this outpouring of revealed glory, amen, good things will take place, amen, like this prophecy states, but also some bad things will take place in the glory of the Lord. Well, once again, turn to Joel chapter 2, verse 28. Joel chapter 2, verse 28. For those of you who have your B-I-B-L, least, I'll give you time to get there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Nothing wrong with being old school. Amen. <laughs> Amen. In this modern technology world. Glory to God. Amen. Old school always is faithful. <laughs> Amen. When batteries die. Amen. Amen. Memories disappear. <laughs> you always have old faithful. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Joel chapter 2, verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward. It shall what? Come to pass. There's no doubt what he says is going to come to pass. That I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men shall see visions. Come on, say, I take that for myself. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I what? Pour out my spirit, and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fires and pillars of smoke. What are these? Once again, these are all manifestations of the glory of God. We've seen in Exodus 24, 17. Turn there. Exodus 24, 17. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. 
Glory, hallelujah. Ha ha, shake it, come by my mouth. Hallelujah. I was just hit with a glory cloud. <laughs> glory to your name, O oh Lord. We thank you, Lord. I believe I received that, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, O oh Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Exodus 24, 17. In the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the what? Mist of the cloud. Now, we talked about this. Fire is not attributed to the devil in hell. According to the scripture, fire is attributed to the glory of God. Somebody say the glory of God. Well, turn to Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 27, where we see Ezekiel's description of the glory of the Lord. Amen? Because once again, as growing up, you know, as we growing up, you know, all we heard is hell fire. <laughs> Amen. That's all you hear about the old people talk about hell fire. You're going to hell to burn up. <laughs> Become a crispy critter. Amen. Not realizing, amen, the scripture says the glory of God is, amen, is, is revealed as fire. As what? Fire. Look at Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 27. It says, and I saw as the what? Color of what? Amber. As the appearance of what? Fire round about within, within it. From the appearance of his loins even upwards and from the appearance of his loins even downward. And I saw as it were the appearance of what? Fire. And it had what? Brightness round about. As the appearance of the bowl that is in the cloud in the day of rain, so was the appearance of the brightness round about it. Wonders in heaven. That's what we talked about, right? And this was the appearance of the likeness of the what? Appearance of the likeness of the what? The glory of the Lord. And he said, when I saw it, I fell upon my face, and I heard a voice of one that spoke. And we noticed that, and we took note of that, that, you know, that when the glory of God is revealed, God starts speaking. Come on, he starts revealing things to you. Come on, say amen, somebody. The voice of God always follows in the glory. Amen. So while you're sitting, in there, sitting here today, always keep your ear open. I'm not talking about your natural ears. I'm talking about your spiritual ears. Because while you that while I'm speaking, God could tell you a word that would change your entire life. Amen? Look at Proverbs 1.23. Always come in here listening for the voice of the Lord. Glory to God. And sometimes there's a voice behind the voice. There's a voice behind the voice. In other words, I could be reading the scripture and God would give you a voice behind the word that that scripture that I'm reading. And it'd be strictly for you. Amen. 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 Proverbs 1.23 says, Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my what? Spirit upon unto you. And I will what? Make known my words unto who? Unto me. The message Bible reads it this way. About face. He says, I can revise your life. Look. I'm ready to pour out my spirit on you. I'm ready to tell you all I know. 
Come on, he said, I'm ready to tell you all that I know. God is ready to tell you all that he knows. That's not only the good things, come on, he knows going to happen, but that's the bad things he knows what's going to happen. Glory to God. He want to make sure you don't get caught up in the bad things. Amen. 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 And see, we heard God speak last night. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. And God's about to do a whole lot more speaking. Come on, and there's going to be a whole lot more people listening. Go on, because God's glory is going to be revealed. It's being revealed right now. And then once again, it's not like the glory is not here. It's just not revealed like it will be. As a matter of fact, go to Numbers 14, 21 again. Numbers 14, 21. Hallelujah. Come, I'm in expectation of the glory. Hallelujah. Not just on Sunday morning. I place the man on the glory Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Come on, say amen, somebody. I'm not a Sunday only. I'm not a Sunday only. I'm not a Sunday only. And I'm not a sometimes Wednesday. Oh, I can get a big amen out of that one. <laughs> Come on, I'm an everyday. Numbers 14, 21. He says, but as truly as I live, all the earth shall be what? Filled with the what? With the glory of who? Of the Lord. All the earth is already filled with the glory, but it just hasn't been revealed like we will see it in these days to come. Amen. Isaiah 40, verse 3 states, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. Come on, somebody say glory. glory. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. It says, the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, and make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. Somebody say, I'll take that. And the glory of the Lord shall be what? The glory of the Lord shall be what? Shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has what? Spoken. And when God speaks something, it comes to pass, folks. And it says here, all flesh shall see it all together. Come on, say amen, somebody. And that's not just the body of Christ. That's also the unsaved. Come on, we're all going to see some things in the earth and in the heavens, folks, that we've never seen before. Amen. It's not just limited to church, folks. This is something God's going to do outside these four walls. Come on, this is something God's going to do in your workplace. Come on, in the malls, in the streets, even in the clubs. Come on, in the bars, in your home. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed to all, he says. And in that revealing, we're going to see signs and wonders. Somebody say signs and wonders. Once again, in the prophecy, it said, watch the children. Watch the children coming forth for what? Miracle working power manifests around them. He says, watch the children because why? They're going to show you how it's going to, how to get it done. Amen. Your child's going to show you how to get it done. 
Your child's going to show you how to go out there and lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. Where you might be afraid or scared, they'll be born to say, be healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're turning to Haggai chapter 2 verse 6. We also found out that during this revealing of the glory, God's going to do some shaking. God's going to do some shaking. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God is going to do some things this year, folks. And what's he doing? He's preparing you. Matter of fact, he prepared you all ahead of time. He prepared you all ahead of time. Come on. Why? He's been trying to build your faith. Faith comes by and hearing by the... See, you didn't hear this for the first time last night. Come on. God's been building your faith for the past couple of weeks. So you got a little jump on a lot of people. Okay, y'all didn't want to hear that. Look at Haggai chapter 2, verse 6. But thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it's a little while, and I will what? Shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations. And the desire of all nations shall come, and I will what? Fill this house with what? Glory, saith the Lord of hosts. God's going to do some shaking, folks. He's going to shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. In other words, no one can hide from their shaking. Everybody will feel the effect of the shaking of God. He said he's going to what? Shake the nations. But look again at verse 8. Because this is what we're expecting in 2017. Come on. We're expecting this in where? 2017. He says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. Somebody say greater glory. Come on, somebody say greater glory. Come on, we're in expectation of the revealing of the greater glory in 2017. And we've been talking about what this glory going to look like. What would be the effects of this glory? We already know in some cases there's going to be an appearance of fire. We already know it's going to be a cloud. We're going to see clouds in this room. Amen. We also know there's going to be some shaking. But I looked at Haggai chapter 2 verse 7 in the message Bible. And I want you to hear this. Because this is another, this is what it's going to look like. And this is one of the effects of the glory. In the message Bible, he says, I'll shake down all godless nations. Somebody say, there's about to be a shakedown. Let me say it again. There's about to be a shakedown. Because you got to listen to what he says here. They will bring bushels of wealth. Let me try this side over here. There's about to be a shakedown. Some of y'all, you know, y'all was on delayed button for some reason. You better get off that delayed button because there's about to be a shakedown. Come on, it says they'll bring bushels of wealth. 
and I fill the temple with my splendor, God of the angels' army says, I own the silver, I own the gold. Come on. Decreed of God of the angel armies. He said this temple is going to end up far better than it started out. Then he says a glorious beginning, but an even glorious finish. A place in which I will hand out wholesomeness, wholesomeness and holiness, decree of God of the angels' armies. Listen, see, I didn't bring this up because I didn't see it to this morning. Well, was prayer. See, according to this, God is going to shake the wealth of nations and bring it to the house of God. There's not going to be any lack in the house of God. You're going to end up far better than you started this year. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. You're going to end up far better than you started this year. You're going to have a glorious beginning and even a more glorious finish by the end of the year. Somebody say, I'll take that. Come on, say, I'll take that. Hallelujah. That's what we're going to see in this glory. That's the manifestation of the glory of God, folks. Come on. I'm telling you, your broke days are over. Your days of lack are over. Come on, because God's giving you a shakedown. He's going to come and say, I got to get this out my hand because I can't sleep at night. God won't let me sleep at night. Here, how much do you want? Why? It's going to be a Holy Ghost shakedown. I didn't say it. God said it. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I received that, Lord. I received that, Lord. I believe that I received that. I believe that I received that. I believe that I received that. Hallelujah. Go to Ezekiel 10 4. Ha ha. Oh, she Glory to your name, Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Ezekiel 10, 4 said, Then the glory of the Lord went up from the cherub and stood over the threshold of the house. And the house was filled with the cloud. And the court was what? Full of the brightness. Somebody say brightness. Brightness of the Lord's glory. So the glory, when it's revealed, will sometimes manifest itself in a similitude of a cloud. Amen. Amen. That's the description of the glory of God. It will be a, a glory cloud. Amen. Somebody say glory cloud. glory cloud. Then it says the court was full of the brightness. The brightness of the what? The brightness of the Lord's glory. Everything just looks brighter when you're in the glory. Come on, life even looks brighter. When you're in the glory. Come on. Because when God shows up, you know you got hope. You know it ain't over till God says it's over when the glory shows up. So everything just looks brighter when you're in the glory. Somebody say, I want to be in the glory. 
Come on, say, show me your glory. Because I'm looking for the glory cow to show up in here. I'm looking for everybody to see the brightness of the Lord's glory. Look at Exodus 40, verse 32. Hallelujah. Because this is what happens when the glory shows up, folks. This is what happened. Come on, you better look forward to it. You better be in expectation for it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Exodus 40, verse 32 says, When they went into the tent of the congregation, and when they came near unto the altar, they washed as the Lord commanded Moses. And he reared up the court round about the tabernacle in the altar and set up the hanging of the court gate. So Moses did what? Finish the work. I said, when he finished the work, did a what? Cloud covered the tent of the congregation. And the what? The glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. So much so, and Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation. Because what? The cloud abode there, and the glory of the Lord filled the what? Tabernacle. He couldn't even enter. Because of what? The glory. Because of the what? The glory. And see, the cloud is a symbol of the visible presence of God. And see, when Moses completed everything in the tabernacle, when everything was anointed, when everything was sanctified and made holy for the divine presence of God, guess what? The glory showed up. And see, the glory is what? The overwhelming presence of God. It was so overwhelming that Moses could not even enter in, folks. And that's what I'm talking about, the glory. That's what I'm talking about, the glory. Matter of fact, you know, even before we came in here, you know, Kenneth, Cop Kenneth Copeland was talking about Papa Hagen. And his, how, how Papa Hagen, he had died about several times. And God brought him back. He said the first, first two times he died, you know, he went to hell. But God rescued him out of hell twice. And he said, he said if you go to hell twice, you better come out saying, thank you, Jesus, and you have a tendency to get saved real quick. When you see hell for itself, come on. So he got, Papa Hagan got saved. And he said the third time he, he died, this time he went up. And he said he couldn't, he never, he never really told the story and could explain until he started a radio broadcast. And in the radio broadcast, you know, the Holy Spirit told him to release, you know, start telling him to give him an example of the glory. Amen. Of the glory. Amen. Amen. And Kenneth Copeland was saying that, you know, when he was on the radio broadcast and he was in the house one day and his, 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 his mom came over and said, let me tell you exactly what happened because let me tell you another side of the story that he didn't know about. He said when he's in the, they, his mother told him, when you were in the room and you were getting ready to die, you told your brothers, go down and tell mom and them I'm getting ready to die. And said they went, when they, when they came running back to the room, they said there was just a bright light. There was, there, was, there, was, there was like a cloud and a bright light in the room. And they went to go through the door, and boom, it knocked them back. They couldn't even get into the room. And so he said one of his aunts said, okay, I know what I'm going to do. She ran back. She went all the way back. And she thought she was going to break through this. <laughs> and she ran back, and bam, and knocked her down. That was the glory. That's how strong the glory can get, folks. Come on, say that. I'm talking about that's the type of glory I'm looking for in here. Oh, come on. I need somebody else to believe with me in here. 
Because why? God is not a respecter of person. All he needs somebody to do is believe for it. So much so Moses couldn't even enter in. That's glory, folks. That's glory. Look at 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 6. Because we know something similar happened to Solomon when he finished the temple. <laughs> she tried to run through it. <laughs> Thought she was going to get a running start. <laughs> Hallelujah. 1 Kings 8, 6. What was that glory do? That glory was bringing him back to life. Hallelujah. It said, the priest brought in the ark of the covenant of the Lord unto his place and to the oracle of the, of the house to the most holy place, even under the wings of the cherubims. For the cherubims spread forth their two wings over the place of the ark, and the cherubims covered the ark and the staffs there above. And they drew out the staffs that the end of the staffs were seen out in the holy place before the oracle. And they were not seen without, and they, were, and they, they are unto this day. There's nothing in the ark, say the two tablets of stone, which Moses put there in Harab, when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel when they came out of the land of Egypt. And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place. When they were come out of the holy place, that they what? That a cloud filled the house of the Lord. So that the priest could not stand to minister because of the what? Because of the glory cloud. For the glory of the Lord had what? Filled the house of the Lord. Then spake Solomon, the Lord said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. I have surely built thee a house to dwell in, a settled place for thee to abide in forever. In both cases, they, guess what? They prepared a place. And when that place was ready to receive the glory, guess what? The glory showed up. The glory showed up. And when the glory showed up, guess what? The Holy Ghost took over. Come on, I'm talking about a Holy Ghost takeover. Come on, say amen, somebody. So much so that the priest couldn't even stand in the middle because why? The Holy Ghost took it over. Because the presence of God is in that place. We're talking about the glory. And what we're doing, we're prepared for the glory. Because why? We want the Holy Ghost take over in this place. Why? This is Jesus' church. We said, Jesus, you can have your church back. In order for Jesus to have his church back, the Holy Ghost got to do what he needs to do, when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it, where he wants to do it. We want the Holy Ghost take over. We're preparing for the glory. And that's what Bishop was talking about last night. He said, ask. Seek, knock, and believe. Ask, seek, knock, and believe. And he said, you will receive. You will receive. He told us in order for us to receive it, we have to stay focused. Say it again. He told us for order, in order for us to receive, we have to what? Stay focused. We got to keep praying, folks. 2017 is not a year that you slack off on your prayer life. You increase your prayer life. I got to pray for y'all right now? You increase your prayer life. Why? You want the glory to show up in your home. You want the glory to show up while you're working on your job. 
Because the glory will show you some things that you could have never done by yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, you got to keep praying. Because why? God is answering our prayer. Amen. God is answering our prayer. Amen. Go to 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 1. Because it gives us a more detailed description of what, what was taking place after Solomon complete the temple. Amen. This is more detailed. First, second Chronicles chapter five, verse one. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It says, thus all the work that Solomon made for the house of the Lord was finished. Was what? Finished. finished. And Solomon brought in all the things that David his father had dedicated, and the silver and the gold and all the instruments, and put him among the treasures in the house of God. Go down to verse eleven. And it came to pass when the priests will come out of the holy place for all the priests that were present were what? Sanctified and did not wait by their course. And verse 12, and all, all the Levites, which were the singers, all of them of Asaph and of Haman and Jephthah, with their sons and their brethren being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps, stood at the east end of the altar and with them 120 priests doing what? Sounding with what? Trumpets. And we know the singers and the musicians were present because why? Singers and musicians play an important part in ushering in of the glory. Let me say it again. Singers and musicians play an important role in ushering in of the glory. Verse 13, and it came to pass as the trumpeters and the singers were as what? One. To make what? Make one sound to be heard in what? Praising and what? Thanking the Lord. Everything was in sync, folks. The musicians were in sync with the praise team. Come on. The praise team and the choir were in sync with each other. That's why sometimes I get on my, you know, you may see me get on my young musicians all the time. Because why? They don't understand. They play an important role. And being here on time, come on, say amen, somebody. And being able to flow with each other so the glory of the Lord can show up. And they're learning. Could you imagine what they can be when they, when they get older and they learn how and they know how to flow in the Holy Ghost? Glory to God. The praise team, the choir, we're singing with each other. On time, ready to usher in the presence of God. Focus on what was about to take place. What were they doing? The choir was in the attitude of praise and worship. I ain't getting an amen with my choir. Y'all stretch your hands towards the choir over there. <laughs> Glory to God. The sound department was in sync. Why? Because they understood what was about to take place. Sound department was in sync with the musicians. They were in sync with the praise team. They were in sync with the choir because why? They were making sure they all sounded as one with no confusion. Just a smooth flow. What were they doing? Setting the atmosphere for the Holy Ghost. Setting the atmosphere of the glory of God. See, this requires everyone to be hooked up to the Holy Ghost by what? By first, make sure you're praying in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is the concert director. Oh, let me say it again. The Holy Ghost is the concert director. He directs them over there. He directs them over there. He directs the ushers of the Holy Come on. He makes sure everything flows together. Why? So the glory of the Lord can show up and show out in this place. 
And see, that's why we place so much emphasis on prayer in this ministry. And if you've been here for any length of time, any length of time, any length of time, you should know how much emphasis I place on prayer. From day one, we pray and we pray and we had early morning prayer and we had early morning prayer and we had early morning prayer. And we pray. I don't believe we'd be where we are today if it wasn't for our prayer life. Because we never stop. We never stop. Come on. We never quit. We pray every day. While y'all snoring, we're still praying. Now, if we can get everybody to stop snoring and praying, maybe we can do a little bit more. Say la. Hallelujah. And it goes on to say, I'm meddling. All right. <laughs> and it says, and when they lifted up their voice with trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and did what? Praise the Lord, saying, for he is what? For he is what? Good. And his mercy endure forever. When they said that, what happened? Then was the house filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the what? Cloud. For why? For the glory of the Lord had what? Filled the house of God. What happened? The Holy Ghost took over. He took over in the glory cloud. That's what happens when the glory shows up. That's what happens when the glory shows up. Now, we had, you know, fixes, you know, little bouts here and there when the Holy Ghost would take over and I wasn't able to minister, you know, the word. And we allowed the Holy Ghost to do what he wanted to do. Amen. That's not going to happen all the time. Because I'm going to get ahead of myself. Because it's always going to be the word. And the spirit. You can't get over in the ditch on one side or the other. You got to stay in the middle of the road like Papa Hagen used to say. You stay in the middle of the road. Stay balanced. Amen. We endeavor to be a balanced ministry. Come on, say amen, somebody. Look at 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 1. This is also what happens when the glory shows up. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 1. Now when Solomon had made an end of what? Oh, Lord, you go, Solomon. <laughs> when Solomon made an end of praying, what happened? The fire came down from heaven. And consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifice, and what? The glory of the Lord filled the house when Solomon made an end of. That's a hint. Hint. You want me to write H I N T on the screen? <laughs> and the priest could not enter the house of the Lord because why? 
the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement. This wasn't no grass. This wasn't no carpet. On the pavement, they did what? And worship and praise the Lord, saying, for he is good and his mercy endure forever. Why? Because when you're in the glory, it sparks a spontaneous praise and worship. Come on. It causes you to prostrate yourself before the Lord God Almighty and say, oh, you're so good and your mercy endure forever. Because why? Because you're experiencing his goodness coming through your body right at that point. Look at Ezekiel 44.4. Ezekiel 44.4. Then brought he me the way to the north gate before the house. And I looked and behold the what? The glory of the Lord what? Fill the house of the Lord. And what I do? And I what? Was he trying to be cool? Was he worried about what people think? He did what? He fell on his face. Why? Because you're in awe of Lord. You ain't thinking about what people are thinking of what you're doing. You ain't thinking about people at all at that point. Your whole focus and attention is on what is going through your body and what you're seeing at that point in that time. Come on, say amen, somebody. You're in, you're in awe of his presence, folks. You're in awe of the glory just going through your body. I don't know about you. I've sensed the glory just go through my body, just pulsating through my body, through my body. And you can't do nothing but just say, thank you, Lord. We just give you glory. You can't do nothing but just give him glory, honor. And sometimes you just got to prostrate yourself before the Lord. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on. The glory is so awesome. And you'll find when you start worshiping God like that and you start saying, oh, God, and the, and the glory just starts getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. You ain't worried about nobody. You don't care if you roll around the floor at that point. Tell them, Miss Vincent. <laughs> you ain't worried about nobody because why? You're experiencing something they wish they had. But most people are trying to be too cool. I just ironed these clothes. <laughs> I don't know if they vacuumed that carpet or not. <laughs> That's the last thing you worried about. And the glory of God. Hallelujah. 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 And that, 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 that just, it just reminds me of another story Kenneth Cogan was talking about this morning. He was talking about, he said that back in the day when the glory showed up, you know, they didn't have catchers. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> He said, he said, nowadays people, you know, people, oh, hallelujah, lay hands on me. 
Thanks <laughs> for somebody back there to catch them. He said, back in the day, they didn't have catchers. People just fell out under the glory. They weren't worried about getting their head bumped and all the other stuff. Come on. Because they was in the glory. Amen. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. Somebody people be looking. They say, oh, I need two people to catch me. <laughs> I had somebody say, don't let me fall. Don't let me fall. <laughs> but that's the glory. So when the glory shows up, you ain't worried about hurting yourself, folks. If it's real glory. Or if it's all flesh that you're falling down in. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Hallelujah. People woke up lipping up. Oh, man, they, they, they dropped me too hard. <laughs> you got a question. Were you in the glory? <laughs> hey, man, okay, let me go. Leviticus <laughs> chapter 9, verse 22. <laughs> All right, God. Hallelujah. It got to the point, I remember Crumpino Dollar used to have a, you know, he got to the point people were even trying to sue people. So went to a meeting in Detroit and, you know, he had you sign a waiver before you went up to the line. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> he, he had you sign a waiver. Because why? People were suing people because they fell under the glory. <laughs> okay, Leviticus 9.22. <laughs> it says, And Aaron lifted up his hand towards the people and blessed them and came down from offering of the sin offering and the burnt offering and the peace offering. This took place after the offering, folks. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and did what? Blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord what? Yeah. Appeared to how many people? How many people? Not just the priests, not just Moses, not just Aaron, but it appeared to how? All the people. Because why? God was divinely accepting their offering. Verse 24, then came a what? Fire out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which when all the people saw, they what? They shouted, they what? Fell on their faces. Why they fall on their faces? Because they saw something. Come on. The glory can get to a place where you'll see it. Come on. We just sung a song, Show Me Your Glory. Show Me Your Glory. When the glory shows up, are you going to be afraid? Because some people are afraid of the glory. Amen. When the glory shows up, it's going to show up, and it's going to shock some of you. It's going to shock some of you. You're going to be talking about, what meaneth this? <laughs> Hallelujah. But just re receive it. Tell your neighbor, just receive it. Amen. If, if, if you feel like falling, hey, if glory knock you down, go on, don't fight it. 
You have some people, you know, the glory be on them, you know, they be trying to, I ain't falling. I ain't falling. <laughs> and I remember a guy in Southway, he was like that. And Bishop came by and he was, he was laying hands on people, and he was one of those that, you know, I ain't falling. Ain't nobody making me fall. Next thing you know, Bishop hit that man. Next thing you know, he was rolling up under the seat. He was, I mean, he literally was rolling up under the seat. When he came to himself, he looked around. He said, where am I at? He said, that was me. <laughs> so you don't fight. Come on, you don't fight the glory. Amen. Don't try to be dignified when the glory hits you. Don't be trying to co <laughs> I see people try to fix their heads, hit their wigs on the way down. <laughs> Weave coming out. <laughs> Sometimes it be so comical. Boy. <laughs> your hair. Amen. They'll get over it. You'll flap it back on your head and be just as normal before. <laughs> All right. Y'all leave me alone. <laughs> Go to number 20 verse 6. <laughs> It'd be funny, boy. <laughs> Number 20, verse 6. And Moses there went from the presence of the assembly in the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And they what? Fell on their faces. Do you see this? They what? Fell on their faces, and the glory of the Lord what? Appeared unto them. The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the rod and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron and thy brother, and speak unto the rock before their eyes. And it shall give forth this his water, and thou shalt bring forth to them water out of a rock, so that thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts what? Drink. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he what? Commanded them. You'll find while you're in that prostrated position, once again, the Lord will begin to talk to you. And he'll tell you about some miraculous things that are about to take place in your life. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. He'll tell you things like when you begin to speak to this mountain and say, mountain be thou removed, that mountain is about to move out your way. Speak to the rock and water's going to come out that rock. Come on, say amen, somebody. I'm telling you, God's revealing his glory in these last days. And, you know, we read the Smith Wigglesworth prophecy. He prophesied in 1947. 1947. Let's read it. He said, during the next few decades, there will be two distinct moves of the Holy Spirit across the church in Great Britain. He's talking about the church of Ryan. The first move will be affected, affect every church that is open to receive it. That's open to what? To receive it and will be characterized by the restoration of the baptism and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The second move of the Holy Spirit will result in people leaving historic churches and planting new churches. And the duration of these two moves, the people who are involved will say, this is the great revival. But the Lord says, no, neither is this the great revival, but both are steps towards it. Word in the spirit. 
When the new church phase is on the, on the wing, there will be evidence in the churches that something that has not been seen before, a coming together of those with the emphasis on the what? The word and those with the emphasis on the what? And the spirit. The word and the spirit. And when the word and the spirit come together, there'll be the biggest movement of the Holy Spirit that this nation and indeed the world has ever seen. And will mark the beginning of a revival that eclipses anything that has been witnessed within these shores, even the Wesleyan and the Welsh revivals of former years. The outpouring of God's spirit will flow over from the UK to the mainland of Europe, and from there we will begin the missionary move to the ends of the earth. He also spoke this to Lester Summerall. Some of you may know him or have known him, knew him before. Rigor once cried saying, I probably won't see you again now. My job is almost finished. He's getting ready to go home and beat the Lord. As he continued to pray, he cried, I see it, I see it. Brother Summerall asked him, what do you see? What do you see? He said, I see a healing revival coming right after World War II. It'll be so easy to, to get people healed. I see it, I see it. I won't be here for it, but you will be. And there'll be a healing revival right after the war. He continued to prophesy, I see another one. I see people of all different denominations being filled with the Holy Ghost. That was a charismatic revival. God raised up people during that era like the full gospel businessman. Then Brother Spiegelberg continued, I see another move of God. I see auditoriums full of people coming with notebooks. Not just listening, but coming with what? Notebooks. There will be a wave of teaching on faith and healing. Come on, we did experience that wave. Amen. We call it the word of faith. That's what Papa Hagen did. Papa Hagen brought forth the word of faith movement. Then he prophesied after that, after the third, after that, the third wave. Somebody say third wave. He started sobbing. I see the last day revival that's going to usher in the precious fruit of the earth. It will be the greatest revival this world has ever seen. It's going to be a wave of the gifts of the spirit. The ministry gifts will be flowing on this planet Earth. I see hospitals being emptied out. And, I, and they will bring the sick to the churches where they allow the Holy Ghost to move. Did you hear what he said? They're going to bring the sick to the churches that allow the Holy Ghost to move. We're talking about the Word and the Spirit coming together, folks. It's not just all word. It's not just all spirit. It's the word and the spirit coming together. And like I told you a story, of, you know, when I sat down with R.W. Shambach, when I was his, his valet, amen, when he ministered there. And one of the things he quoted was 1 Corinthians 2.4 to me when he sat down with me. And it was, it was amazing because, you know, when you shook his hands, his hands were so soft. They were so soft. Come on, say amen, somebody. But this is what he quoted to me in 1 Corinthians 2.14. He said, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but he said in demonstration of the spirit and of power. And he told me, he said, after the preaching of the word, word there should be a demonstration. Amen. That's what he told me. 
He said, we should see the power of God in demonstration. He said, if there's no demonstration, there's something wrong. Verse 5 says, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the what? But in the power of God, because why? This affects your faith. See, you know when the power of God shows up, you know man had nothing to do with it. And all you know is God showed up and God showed out on your behalf. And he was a strong believer in that. Come on. So my prayer has been Mark 16, 20. Turn there. It says they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord doing what? Lord doing what? Working with them and doing what? Confirming the word with what? Signs following. How did the Lord confirm the word? With signs and wonders, folks. I'm looking for some signs and wonders. Come on. It's something that we have to start believing for. Every time the word goes forth, we should look for a sign. We should look for a wonder. We should look for a miracle. We should look for God to do something miraculous in our midst. Why? Because the word and the spirit are coming together. Should be a demonstration of his power. And we're in that third wave. We're in that third way the Smith Wigglesworth prophesied about where he said, I see the last day revival. That's going to usher in the precious fruit of the earth. It'll be the greatest, greatest revival this world has ever seen. It's going to be a wave of the gifts of the spirit. Gifts of the spirit. The ministry gifts will be flowing on this planet. Well, what are the ministry gifts he's talking about? We'll go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. These are the gifts of the Spirit he's talking about that we're going to see manifested in the glory. In this third wave, like we've never seen before. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 says, But the manifestation, somebody say manifestation, of the Spirit is given to every man to what? So it's going to profit you, right? It's going to profit you, right? It's given to every man to do what? So you receive something. For one is given the spirit of the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. These are all what? Gifts of the spirit. What category? Oh, Lord. See, I, I guess I got to teach on gifts of spirit one day. Come on, you got the revelation gifts, you got the power gifts, and you got the utterance gifts. These are revelational gifts. The word of wisdom and the word of knowledge are revelational gifts. Another faith by the same spirit, that's a power gift. To another gifts of healing by the same spirit, that's a power gift. To another work in the miracles, that's the power gift. To another prophecy, that's what? That's an utterance gift. To another discerning of spirits, that's another revelational gift. To another diverse kind of tongues, that's another what? Utterance gift. Another what? Interpretation of tongues, that's a what? Utterance gift. These are all manifestations of the gifts of the spirit. Amen? But Smith Wigglesworth placed special emphasis on the power gifts. And the power gifts are the gift of faith. Come on. The gifts of healing and the working of miracles. He said, I see hospitals being emptied out. Come on, I see hospitals being what? Emptied out. And they'll bring the sick to the churches where they allow the Holy Ghost to move. 
See, when people see this, they will not be able to deny that God is God. But this is all done in the glory. Go to Isaiah 35, verse 1. Somebody say the glory. Isaiah 35, verse 1. Come on, God has already started, folks. God has already started. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name, Lord. Isaiah 35, 1 says, The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them. And the desert shall what? Rejoice and blossom as, a, as the rose. These are all supernatural acts of God, folks. Because why? Roses don't blossom in deserts. Have you ever seen a rose blossom in the desert? Amen. Only God can cause a rose to blossom in the desert. It said, this shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with, with joy and what? Singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it in the excellency of Carmel and Sharon. They shall what? See the what? They shall what? See the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our what? God. It said, they shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. They shall see it. Yeah. This is something that can be seen, folks. But in this glory, like Smith Wiggle was prophesied, verse 3 says, strengthen you the weak hands. Confirm the feeble knees. Come on, say, let the weak say I'm strong. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God with recompense. He will come and what? Save you. God's going to show up on your behalf to those that are coming against you. Come on, he's going to show up on your behalf on those demons that are trying to torment you. Say amen, somebody. But he's not only coming with vengeance against them, your enemies, but he's coming with recompense. He's coming with recompense. We found out on Wednesday night services that recompense means to compensate. It means to repay. It means to return an equivalent of anything done or suffered. Do you hear me? It means to return an equivalent of anything done or suffered. It means to make a minute. Once again, God's about to repay you. Oh, you ain't hearing me. God's about to repay you for all the wrong that others have done unto you. God's about to repay you for all the wrong that people have done against you. Come on, say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. But look at verse 5, because this lines up with Miss Wickerworth's prophecy. It says, then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be what? Unstopped. Come on. The glory was said they will see this. Verse 6, then shall the lame man leap as a heart. In other words, somebody's about to, like, but somebody's about to run like Elijah up in here. Come on. One minute they're going to be bedridden. The next minute, they're going to be running around the hospital talking about, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. I think that was Jack Cole. 
When the Jack Cole, God's generals, he laid hands on somebody, he told the guy, run like Elijah, run like Elijah. And that man started running. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're going to see the people run like Elijah. Come on, say amen, somebody. Hey, man, you, you take that, Maggie. You're going to run like Elijah. Hallelujah. And it said, the tongue of the dumb shall sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert. What's God going to do? God's going to bring life to those desert places in your life. He's going to bring prosperity where there was lack. Abundance where there was famine. Come on, say amen, somebody. You're about to break out in 2017. You ain't hear me. You're about to break out in 2017. The miraculous is about to take place in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then verse 7 says, And the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water, in the habitation of dragons where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. This is telling us God's about to revive some things in your life. God's about to revive some things. What is it that, what is it that you consider dead? What is it that you consider you thought would never happen? What is it that you gave up on? What have we been confessing every Sunday and Wednesday? That the enemy will no longer be able to hold back that which the faithful ones have stood in faith for. Not even the things that looked as though they were never come to pass. Listen, the dragons won't even be able to stop what God's about to do in your life. Nothing will be able to stop what God's about to do in your life. Because what? God's about to bring some abundance to somebody in this room. God's about to revive somebody's life in this room. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because I know I got some faithful people in this room. I know people have been faithful to the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And the enemy can't stop you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Then in verse 8 it says, And a highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men. The, the fools shall not err therein. No lion will be there. No ravenous beast shall go, in up, go up therein. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. Do I have a redeemed of the Lord in here? <laughs> he said the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. 
The, living, the New Living Translation reads this way. And a great road will go through the once deserted land. And it will be named the Highway of Holiness. Evil-minded people will never travel on it. It will only be for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. Listen, God's about to change some minds of people. And it's going to be like a highway to the house of God. Come on. People want to come. Come on. Why? Because they have decided to walk in the ways of God. Because they're going to realize what they need is in the church. Their healing is in the church. Their deliverance is in the church. Their prosperity is in the church. All the answers they are looking for is in the house of God. That's where the glory is being revealed. And guess what? It's going to be revealed in the churches first. Then it's going to flow out through the streets. Come on, say amen, somebody. What? For all to see. And the glory will be like a highway leading them to the house of God. Talking about the glory, folks. Verse 9 in the living Bible says, Lions will not lurk along its course nor any other ferocious beast. There will be no other dangers. Only the redeemed will walk on it. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. See, those in the world will experience great sorrow this year. But those in the house of the Lord will experience everlasting joy. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Come on, this will be the place for it. Come on. See, for us in the house of the Lord, it says sorrow and mourning will disappear. You hear what I said? Sorrow and mourning will disappear and they will be filled. Oh, come on. Anybody believing this in here? They'll be what? Filled with what? Joy and gladness. Why? Because Romans 14, 17 reads, Romans 14, 17 reads, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and what? Peace and what? Joy in the Holy Ghost. The message Bible reads it this way. God's kingdom isn't a matter of what you put in your stomach for goodness sake. It's what God does with your life as he sees it. Listen to it. It's what God does with your life as he sets it right, puts it together, and completes it with joy. The kingdom of God is God revealing his glory to set your life right. The kingdom of God is God revealing his glory to put your life back together. Come on, say amen, somebody. To get your life back on track. Somebody needs their life back on track. The kingdom of God is God revealing his glory so he can complete your life with joy. 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 So lift up your hands and receive the joy for 2017. Hallelujah. Because we know one of the things that's going to keep you in 2017 is going to be your joy. It's going to be your what? Joy. It's going to be your what? Joy. And 
the Lord is saying to you in 2017 through me like he spoke to Jeremiah. He said in Jeremiah 8.10, he said, then he said, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, sin portion unto them whom nothing is prepared for the day, the day is holy unto the Lord. Neither be you sorry for the joy of the Lord is your strength. This is what God is going to do. Give you joy. Giving you your joy back. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. See, I call it a miracle. Our first day of the year is on a Sunday. How awesome is that? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at the New Living Translation as we close. He said, go today. New Living Translation. Can you put it up? Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. Nehemiah 8.10 it says, go and celebrate with a feast of rich food. You know what y'all are going to do today when you leave church anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. I hope nobody looking at their watch because, you know, we, we got delivered from watches, right? <laughs> he said, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks. Sounds familiar? And share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. Why? This is a sacred day. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and don't be sad. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy is your strength. Joy is your strength. Joy is your strength. strength. The glory of the Lord is here to refresh you, your joy in the Holy Ghost. Lift your hands and begin to give God praise. Hallelujah. Come on, this is a sacred day. The first day of the year being a Sunday. Hallelujah. This is a sacred day unto the Lord. So lift up your hands and begin to give him glory. Lift your hands and begin to give him honor. Lift your hands and begin to give him praise. Hallelujah.